This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. This is for the special members. Special members. <laughs> Tell us your you know secrets. I'm going to you suck to record my own three podcasts now. Yeah, I listen to... I do to three back to back all the time now. I listen to your podcast. I love it. This week was, um, the one that I listened to this week was The Limits of the Human. Oh yeah, and you said you break through that. Good on you. You'll, you'll break through that. Well, you'll, I won't you'll break through that with Emic. But it did make me think, uh, okay, so for those of you who don't know, Luke has his own podcast. It's a news talk podcast. And it's just called, what? Show Me, Show the, me the Science. Show Me the Science, yep, Show me the science with Luke O'Neill. And it's great. It's lovely produced. It has like music. It's a, it's a really enjoyable listen. But this week's episode was about... Uh, the limits of humanity. So like, what is the fastest we are ever going to be able to run biologically? And what are, you know, what are the limits? And it made me think, because I love the Olympics, at a certain point, if we don't allow for drugs and doping, is it going to get bored? Like, is it going to be, well, this is actually the fastest we can go. We've done it, lads. That's it, it com- now. Yeah, it will. Does it, the body's like a machine, you see, and you can only drive a car so fast, can you? You know, so we're, we're built of chemicals like any machine is so there's a limit for definite and then the drug and the enhancement thing is enhancing is interesting isn't it because you can do it by genetically mod- you know you can modify a mouse yeah to be twice as strong as a regular mouse by changing muscle proteins in that mouse so it is possible to do genetic engineering that's illegal in sport as well for the moment anyway is but it illegal to- in humans it is absolutely legal in humans for definite yeah because we're not sure about the safety concerns there you know chinese scientists created a designer baby Ended up, ended up in jail for this. Is that called CRISPR? Chris, precisely. It was exactly CRISPR. That, that, that technology was invented by Emmanuel Charpentier and Jennifer Doudna. And I met Jennifer a couple of times. Brilliant discovery. It's a way to edit genes really precisely that could be safe and effective. And they got these embryos. They made them uh, resistant to HIV. Now, there's a funny thing you might think to do, but we, we know there's a gene that makes you resistant to HIV. Yeah. It's called CCR5. We saw that in prostitutes in... Wasn't it in it was, it was a group of prostitutes and a group of gay men in San Francisco who oh, yeah. should have been uh, got AIDS and because they were exposed, didn't get AIDS. The scientists looked at them and they found this genetic difference, which was a great, a great scientific discovery in a way. You know? yeah. So they've engineered these babies to have that protector, if you will, against HIV. Which in and itself, I don't think is a bad thing. No, the worry is. But then it's like, what if I also wanted to be resistant to HIV, but also blonde? And well, intelligent. Yeah, that, that's right. That's a bit. That's, that's that can be difficult. But the trouble with this was uh, that gene has another function outside HIV. Remember, it didn't evolve to protect us against HIV necessarily, and it's tied into the aging process. There's evidence okay. for that, and they've tampered with that now. You see, in other so words, what does that, what th- is there's unknowns in this very big unknowns in doing this kind of thing. So, so that's why the, that's why it's against the law because we still don't know the consequences of this. And it's a human right. You can't be modifying embryos, you know, and babies are born that could be harmed by this. You see. Okay. But it is a fascinating concept that we can... Ultimately, it'll happen in 10, 15, 20 years' time. CRISPR is so accurate and so reliable now. And they'll have ways to check for safety, you see. And, and then on the serious end of this, we're talking about big diseases that are awful, that are genetic. You know? Like if you could CRISPR people... CRISPR stands for... Do you know what it stands for? I don't know. It's, it's uh, C-Terminal Repeat Intervention Sequence, something or other. I, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, you can look it up. at C-R-I-S-P-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can CRISPR your way out of cancer or Alzheimer's yeah. or any of those like egregious diseases that's right and the initial ones are rare diseases in children uh, for example Friedrich's ataxia uh, muscular dystrophy these are genetic you could correct those genes and then the children won't, won't develop those diseases and they're devastating diseases you see so it's the severe diseases you can look at first but then is, clearly genetic you see is there it? an argument that like actually in some greater plan for the earth genetic diseases are a way of keeping the population 
manage like if we if we cure all diseases yeah we'll be overpopulated and live yeah to. but sure nobody's having sex anymore Stephanie it's just, it's just, that's gonna go <laughs> well speak for yourself <laughs> Luke well, well except for the robot maybe that'll make it simpler you know why is no one um, having sex anymore well no the thing is you know the birth rate's plummeting <laughs> everywhere anyway you know so right. maybe that'll deal with this one. it's a good question though if, what, what, I used to ask this what would you die of eventually boredom probably because <laughs> you, yeah. you'll, you'll go on forever no what I mean these diseases are so devastating if you ask any parent I mean oh no it's horrendous I know someone and, who's lost and, a child to and, and, and it'd be brilliant to correct this in the, in the embryo wouldn't it and then you'd know your child so if you, like some diseases are, are nearly 100% genetic so you can do, do a test and say that sadly your child will develop this disease if you, if any parent would take the chance of correcting that you know but mm-hmm. hopefully because you know you don't want children it's all these children suffer so, so I think that's where it's going to go first and we will and there is progress there, a couple of gene therapies are approved already like what? I think for Friedrich's ataxia is the one and muscular dystrophy those two you so know. you can get if you find out oh, it's SMA spinal muscular atrophy, atrophy. Yeah, that, that, there's an approval for a, a gene therapy to correct that in the womb I'm not sure it's in the womb it could be in the embryo What's through IVF you know you can get the fertilised oh, right, okay, egg yeah. and then you correct it there. I can't remember to be honest but I know it's approved as a therapy now there's other there's blinding diseases where you can actually in, in, in the child inject the correct gene to make them see isn't that amazing that's amazing so that's that's another one there's, there's a load of blinding diseases that are genetic you know retinitis pigmentosa is the famous so one like so like you could you could be someone who says like I was supposed to be blind but I'm not because that's right I, I think tampering with embryos is difficult because it can have definitely unwanted consequences you see you're much better off giving it to the baby and then correcting the gene you see when, when, when the baby's there and, and that's what's happening with some of these diseases can it's you correct the gene in the baby like when it's alive you can if it's in the eye say it turns out the eye is, the eye is easy to access with the, okay. with the CRISPR technology you literally inject it into the vitreous humour and then it can get in there you know? now if you have a disease where all your muscles are affected that's tricky because how do you get the gene into all the muscles so and cystic fibrosis is the other one by the way which is clearly genetic that's, that's an ion channel in your lungs that regulates salt in your lungs it gets broken in cystic fibrosis. Salt builds up, and this is you know one way to describe it, and that causes lung damage. You could correct that now. You see that that's the future for cystic fibrosis. Could be gene therapy. Anyway, you should listen to Luke's podcast. Um, it's called Show Me the Science. You can get it wherever you got this podcast. Um, Luke, tell me this: um, When are people going to be able to have a wedding with 150 people? That's the classic question. <laughs> <laughs> What are the current guidelines? You know the guidelines now. The current guidelines are... They're allowing are, a crowd, aren't they, outdoors, I think. So. They're allowing 50. 50 max at the moment. 50 yeah, max. Yeah. I'm not even having 50. You're restricting it, yes. I'm restricting yeah, it. Yeah. I am COVID. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a great reason now to restrict it. Um, uh, well, it will come back. I, I couldn't tell you when exactly, but it has to come back to those kinds of numbers. Indoors as well, with good ventilation, as I keep saying, you know. And music so, and dancing and music. singing. Well, now that's our next worry, isn't it? So we know... We know um, people have a few drinks and start dancing at a wedding or anywhere and then they begin to lose their mind in- inhibition, shall we say. And that, that's a risk factor for spreading the virus. But I can't see how if everybody's vaccinated, let's start with that, okay? Or if you've had the virus or if you're young and you're testing negative, you should be allowed to dance and sing and jump around in a, in a, at a wedding. You know, I don't see why that can't, can't be possible. In the, so in the, in, in, not immediately because of this cautious stepwise approach, you see. So maybe antigen testing is the way forward. Definitely antigen testing. And if I was having a wedding now, what was your wedding like? Tell my me. wedding was 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 a lovely affair. It was 1993. Can you believe it? So we got we got I married in the, the registry office on Molesworth Street, and we all crammed in there. It was great. And then we went to the Shelburne for a quick drink, 
and then up to Lambdahl's pub and had a party. Right. <laughs> so How many like, people were at it? I'd say there was about 100, maybe, max. And then a band played. I got up and played myself at my own wedding. Isn't that just ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, I saw you play on New Year's Eve. I didn't know That's that was right. another skill Absolutely. that you had. That's my big hobby, yeah, yeah. And in fact, we were, we're playing on July 30th, the Metabolics. Uh, what are you called? Tr- the Metabolics. Oh my God, yeah. you're so we, adorable. We played on uh, our last Saturday at our first rehearsal in about six months. And I'd, I was worried it wouldn't work. You know, we hadn't met each other for a while. And it was good. It How was many good. of you are in the Metabolics? There's about 10 of us in total. We all turn up. What's your instrument? I play the guitar and sing. We've got a sax player. We like the commitments, basically. If you remember that movie, right? It's not Who's the Maria Doyle Kennedy? Well, there's th- two women. Um, there's a fantastic singer from my lab, actually, Mara, who's from America. She's a great singer, and another singer called Anna. So they 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 sing with us, which is great. Do you sing original work? Or no, is God, it... no, no, no. Who wants to listen to my? You're going to do a cover. We it, we're a good time band. We we play, play music to lift people. My mission with the Metabolics was it's a Friday night in some pub. The people are pissed off at work, having a hard week, and we play a few songs. On the so them up. That, that's the mission. I'm actually going to ask if we can get a copy of the Metabolic singing something and oh, put yes. it into this bonus That'd material because that yeah, is so yeah. adorable. Well, you know, we, did, we did a thing with Brezzy. Yeah. For his mental health podcast, and he, he, he in his studio we recorded three songs. It was great fun. You know? Are they available for download? I, they are indeed. Yeah. On it, Spotify. On Spotify. Yeah. On, oh his, God, on his podcast, that's... he put them in. So there you have it. <laughs> You were just about to say before I interrupted you, if you were having a wedding right now. If I was at a wedding right now, I'd, well, I mean, I'd, I'd have good ventilation. <laughs> now, because the regulations are the problem. But good ventilation, antigen testing on the way in. If you're positive, you go home. Simple as that, right? Where can people get antigen tests? You can buy them in Idle, as we see. You can buy them in these can shops you actually? now. You can, yeah, yeah. yeah and, they're, and, they're, and they're validated as tests as well. I think the big mistake with antigen tests, it's stupid what happened here in a way. They were never meant to give you a license to do whatever you like. They're never designed to be like that. They're a screen. Yeah. And if you're positive, you just stay home. If you're negative, you don't change your behavior. You behave as if you have not been tested. That, that's the message with them. Yeah. So in other words, if, if, you're, if you're negative, you'll still, you could still go indoors, but keep the distancing, keep, you know, keep, keep up with the guidelines, basically, if you're negative. Yeah, I've done a good few antigen tests. And, you know, it is really down to, like, how, how precise I am with sticking it up my nose and sticking it in my yeah. throat. And, like... Yeah. You could all you could just not stick it that far back, or you know. So well, you're better off having someone do it for you. By the way, that that's got to be part of it. So, uh, what the, the in Denmark, we're always following the Danes, aren't we? If you go to a pub in Denmark, someone tests you outside the pub in a little cubicle. 
Okay? Right, they, okay. They, they do the test. And then 15 minutes later, you're going to have a drink outside, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then 15 minutes later, bang, you're negative. Come on in. But so in other words, you're right that the worry would be the person, if a self-administered test can be problematic. And I guess as well, like if you're inviting people, so say I'm inviting people to my wedding, right? And I'm like, okay, we're all going to do these antigen tests outside. And then someone is positive. It's like, oh. Sadly, well, take one for the team. <laughs> take what a community sadly you're going to have to go you yeah. need to go back to Mayo you, you'd want you to test to positive I just started to avoid the wedding <laughs> well actually <laughs> if you're the guest like, imagine you know, if I got COVID God. like or I got the sniffles and you didn't turn up at the altar you know, whatever it is you know? but I bet you there are people who be like I who you know who are nervous their immune system is low because they're so stressed about the wedding yeah. they get a little tickly cough or a sniff on the day and they're like, I'm just not going to say anything. I'll just go ahead with Human it. Human nature. This is my, hu- this Human, is my big well, day. Again, we're supposed to be grown-ups. <laughs> you know, when I hear you, yeah, you'd say, I'm not going to do the test because I want actually to get to go through at the wedding. Yeah, it's, it's just a tricky one, isn't it? I have a tickly cough. I have to isolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're lucky, all your guests will be vaccinated. Then, then, you know, then, then you have no worries, really. You know, I think that's the way to put it. Are you planning to travel? Hopefully, yes. I'd Where? love to travel again. Well, I'm due to go to the UK, potentially on COVID business. If yeah. that happens, I'll be... Going over there for a couple of face-to-face meetings. They've asked me. Now, I could do it by Zoom. You know, I'd love to go. I would knew that. It wouldn't it be I, great? I went to the UK for essential work and then had to isolate for 10 days. That's, that's the issue yeah, when you come so, back, I suppose. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's the tricky bit. But it's mad, right? So, so you go to the airport and it's kind of like, it's very strange because you're like, oh my God, I'm in an airport again. And then there are people walking around who you know from their confidence and just the the pace of their yeah. of their stride that yeah. they've been doing this the whole time the whole time and you're like for you essential travel, crazy. you see well, um, there have been people travelling all the time for essential work, of course so and this was essential I had to meet a yeah. lawyer I had to sign a thing that yeah. I couldn't do on DocuSign um, so I so I was quite nervous I checked on my bag yeah. and had my mask on I used zero fog wipes for the glasses through security I was I've never been quicker through yeah. anything because there's nobody there there's yeah, nobody there's there empty. Um, interestingly if your hand sanitizer bottle is over 100 mils they don't care they're going to throw oh, it away sorry, you have to have a small hand sanitizer because I, so I had and to did go- you feel uneasy how did you feel if it's surreal I suppose I did really feel good. uneasy I yeah. felt actually like I was doing something wrong yeah, yeah. I was like oh god I, what if someone see the guards were there you know I had they were like what's the reason for your travel so there's this big guard uh, kind of checkpoint yeah. before you put your passport on to get through to security right what's the reason for your travel I had a letter from yeah from the, the people you were you were visiting the broadcaster which was like Stephanie is deemed and, yeah. and Irish legislation says that this is and they asked did you ask to see that they, they asked to, to yeah, see yeah. that they checked they googled the name to oh, make yeah, sure that it was legit. Yeah, yeah, that it was yeah. legit. I didn't need any PCR test or anything, but right. the people I was going to work for requested that I do a PCR yeah. test. They yeah. said they would pay for it, but actually it's free here. So I did a PCR test, got my results and then flew. When you arrive into London, it's like, it's like a different, it's like arriving into the past. Now, really? this was recent. With the crowds. The crowds. Mean, yeah. Yeah. People are, now it's difficult. You're wearing the mask in the airport, on the plane, in the next airport. So it's a lot of time in a mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was ferociously sanitizing my hands. There's no food or drink allowed on the airplane, right. but it's only a short flight anyway. Yeah. And uh, then you arrive and like driving through London, indoor dining is happening. People are like in and yeah. out of pennies. You, you, you wouldn't notice the difference necessarily. You wouldn't notice the difference. And surprisingly, not a lot of masks being worn. Oh yeah, I know. And yeah, I felt yeah. a little bit uncomfortable. I was yeah. really glad I didn't have to go out. Like, yeah. And I wasn't staying in a hotel. I was staying in a house and there was a lot of testing. And then to come back, I had to get a PCR test uh, 
get so I got a PCR test then I flew home and then you have to isolate here for 10 days get a PCR test on day 5 and day 10 and even though I'm well I'm half vaccinated so I think if I had been fully vaccinated yeah. it's only 5 days but I'm actually not sure because it right. changes so much it's not very hard to follow is that the regulation yeah. but I wonder on, why you need a PCR test coming back in because like if that's positive or negative you're going to have to isolate for 10 days anyway right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so that's an interesting one isn't it and wasn't you it? need that to be printed in hard copy which is mad because oh, it's really yeah, hard yeah, to find yeah. a printer, printer these days yeah, yeah, exactly. and the COVID yeah. form that you have the passenger locator form had to be printed but um, Simon or Stephen Donnelly has changed that so you can do it online now right. but I think once yeah. the 19th of when the international travel opens yeah, they're not going to be able to it gets easier after the 19th. And it's happening all over Europe now anyway. Many countries have the travel certificates so they yeah. can just travel freely between countries with no need to isolate when you get back to your home country if you've been vaccinated. But it's interesting because I think with the UK, I know that Switzerland at the moment isn't allowing people from the UK in. Yeah. And yeah. Ireland also, you have to quarantine for 10 days if you're coming from England or from the UK. But nowhere else is 10 days. Everywhere else is five or the 14 right. hotel. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because of Delta, they say. Because of Delta. But I wonder, is that also because they're not in the EU, so they can do that now? Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, that's true. That could be a big factor, because I think it's EU-wide, the regulations, yeah. and they're slightly outside that. So, so England might remain for you, yeah, if yeah, you're travelling. Yeah, it might. Yeah, yeah. I mightn't go over at all. You put me off now. Well, so, it's definitely not worth the 10 days. 10 well, days is actually very is long. Essential or I could do, now, they want this to be essential, because they want a proper full day on COVID. It's COVID business, yeah. you see. And, and, and as you know, a face-to-face meeting, get more out of it. Well, it's, it's essential. You but can't be essential. on Zoom for nine hours, this kind of thing. So the same could I call in person so I said well look I'll have a look at it and see if I can I don't know this, it is essential and you'll definitely be able to get yeah, through that yeah. security thing I'm sure the guards will also ask for your autograph <laughs> but then when you come back it's like is it worth is it worth that nine hours for having that's to isolate for ten days that's the question yeah exactly is it after yeah, the 19th yeah um, I might stay over there a bit longer yeah well There's then no idea, you know and then maybe even have a holiday over there you never know and then they might change the so rules after the 19th but is that, after the 19th again because the UK is not in the EU We've no idea. They still might happen. insist on a ten-day quarantine coming back. You see. Yeah, there's a possibility of that, isn't there? We'll have to wait here. They say we will indeed. It's a day-by-day thing, almost, isn't it? Let's face it. I hate day-by-day. Day. Anyway, Luke, yeah. thank you so much. I've taken off your lunch break. You can have more biscuits if you want. Not at all. Thanks um, very much, Stephanie. Always, always, always a joy to talk about these things. When we we'll eventually get together, and I'll go. I believe someone's having a wedding with two thousand people turning up as guests. Yeah, we'll do know? a wedding podcast. <laughs> we will. Um, thank you all for listening if you have listened to this it is because you are a Headstuff Plus member and I'm really really grateful for you supporting the podcast and allowing us to keep it going and to have interesting topics for also the people who don't pay for it but hopefully this bonus material is worth it thank you so much we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network our music is by Only Ruin our graphic design is by Cahal O'Gara and we are produced by Alan Bennett and we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network thank you so much This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 